This show is about sexual awareness and contains language which is meant for above 18s. Hello everyone, you are listening to The Orgasm Coach with your host Michael Charming. What about you who are listening to this? Are you ready friends? Are you ready to turn on your life and amplify your orgasm? Because it's time. It's time to increase your happiness. It's time to have more pleasure and experience those juicy, nourishing and expansive orgasms. It's time to deepen your relationship, your connection and get your desires fulfilled. If you are ready to let go of shame and take the next step, if you are ready to take your relationship and sex to the next level, if you are ready to have more connection, intimacy and abundance of love, then it's time to amplify it with the orgasm coach our today's guest is ken blackman he is a coach speaker educator and author of the upcoming book powerful women confident men this book focuses on the new out of loving passionately and building a resilient fulfilling relationship ken's life work is to guide couples through intimate human connection using truth transparency and compassion he shows committed couples how to create a relationship that uniquely serves them with over two decades of experience in intimacy sex and relationships he doesn't give standard off the shelf advice he upholds each partner for who they are as he shows them how to love the problems in their relationship reach their goals through co-creation and make full and permanent changes so without further ado let's welcome Ken Blackman Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Orgasm Coach by Michael Charming. So um, just, just, just a bit of introduction, Ken Blackman and I met 3-4 years in 2013 and we met in a coaching program. Ken was my teacher and I felt a lot uh, through his teaching, I really enjoyed uh, learning from you, although we learned only for a very short period of time, but within that short space, you created a big impact uh, in my heart. So, so yeah, and uh, from then on, uh, I have a big respect for you, and I'm so glad that we are still connected and uh, have something in common. Likewise, there are, I have a lot of people in my Facebook, you know, feed, and then there's people that I actually follow and love and admire and like the things that they say. Uh, and you're one of the, those people. So oh, wow. I, I'm glad to can. Nice. Beautiful. Right. So let's hit the, hit the ground running. Um, what I like to ask is um, the reason for this uh, call is basically you're writing a book, Powerful Woman, Confident Man. And I like to yes. quickly get more out of this, your inspiration, what are you sharing, what is the reason, and possibly some tips that we can share uh, with our friends later. Great. Uh, so the impetus for this book was from my life where I, you know, I've been doing this work for about two decades. I was a software engineer before that. And you know, I'm I won't regale you with the long story of how I got here over the last two decades, but um, along the way, I've met a lot of women who their their 
capable, they're intelligent, they're, you know, full on successful, they're self-assured, they're in ownership of their own sexuality. They have all these amazing, just phenomenal, like superpower, like they're, you know, they're, they're amazing human beings. And there's this feeling that that kind of woman somehow isn't the right kind of woman to be in a relationship. Like we don't have a relationship model that, that will fit a woman like that. And so, um, you know, the, like there's this concept of like the provider, the protector and the nurturer and like the old model from the fifties, all of us know that, or many of us know that that model is outdated and it doesn't fit us, but there isn't a new, a new model. So I just started looking at what actually works, like the relationships that I see that, that these couples are in that's actually working what's what actually works and i started to have a very different understanding about what why we come to relationship in the first place why we're actually together right and from that place what are the components you know that that are that are really necessary it's definitely not it's definitely not gender neutral like there's definitely you know qualities that that each of us as human beings bring to the bring to the party but it's just a, a, the book is a different way of looking at it and so for her I'll just go into some specifics for her when I'm working with a couple I really bring forth her power her capability like so that none of that is like her wings aren't clipped there's nothing where she's holding back or like making herself smaller I have her come all the way out for the benefit of the relationship and a focus on her pleasure that isn't always there. Like so much of sex is both of them orient their sex towards his pleasure. And I rewrite all of that and orient their sex towards her pleasure. Right. And then for the man, uh, for the man, um, the main thing I keep coming back to this, this word confidence. And for me, that word has a lot of complexity and subtlety to it. Like it's not arrogance. It's, confidence so the confidence to take the lead in a in a beautiful attentive way but also the confidence to relinquish and follow her lead right Right. the confidence to to take a stand but also the confidence to to apologize or to say i'm wrong that also takes a great deal of confidence so uh confidence and then this other concept of intuition like his ability to cultivate his spidey sense so he's not operating from a formula he's not operating from an instruction manual he doesn't he isn't looking to be told what to do he has this intuitive spidey sense that's guiding him and it gets to be scary accurate and so those are some of the components of of the new model of relating that that Sure. So um, anybody who's watching this is going to be watching this video later on. Um, I would like to basically create this space here to really ponder over uh, how much of you, whether you're a male or a female, uh, relate to what Ken has just said. Um, so, you know, so from a, from a female paradigm, how much do you relate to the old tradition model versus how the new paradigm shift? Uh, and the, from a male perspective is how much do you actually uh, let go of your ego and say sorry when you know that this was this wasn't the right thing to do now sometimes it could but be from a, but from a but from a confident self-esteem empowered place that you actually can say 
wow, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I just learned something and not have your ego get involved at all. Like you're still fully capable, confident human being, right? That's, that's a very tough one for men. Yeah, it is. Um, if, if, if you were to give one or two tips here for men to actually get to that place, what would you say? Um, it's been a very long journey. I've actually written articles <laughs> about my journey of cultivating my own, my own sense of confidence. But I'll tell you a few things. You know, when I started this journey, like you can't, you may not be able to tell on camera, but I'm not a tall human being. I'm literally five foot zero. Like I'm a short man. Yeah. So uh, I was literally shorter than like way literally shorter than me, but don't go into the height. Yeah. It's a skill that matters. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually had a lot of things, a lot of strikes against me. Like I wasn't, I wasn't back then. I wasn't that outgoing. I wasn't that I wasn't, um, like athletic. I wasn't wealthy. I wasn't all these things that I thought you needed to be. And what I found out that was that the, the intimacy and connection that both men and women are actually hungry for, like men tend to orient themselves to getting that nutrient of connection through sex. That's the way they've been trained to get that nutrient. Yeah. And women have a different set of, of, of conditioning for where, how they're up, how they're, it's acceptable for them to get their, their connection. But once I started to get the nuances of how to have connection with a, with a woman, none of the other stuff mattered. Like now I'm the guy that women bring. They're tall, handsome, wealthy, athletic, charming, outgoing uh, guy, or those men who have those qualities, those people come to me to say, how are we going to take these ingredients and turn it into a relationship? So mm-hmm. I, so much of what I thought was true or necessary about, about um, what, you know, what, how to have a great relationship with a woman, I was, it was just, I was dead wrong. And so what I did need was to like myself, to feel good about myself. And that wasn't going to come from her. That was, I had to learn to live in a way to be the man that I would feel good about being. Right. Right. So that there's a lot to say there, but that's one little piece. Like I was trying to source my self-esteem from a woman's love and I had to like completely get rid of that and self-source it. And this is true of women too, like women who want to self-source their, their self-esteem from their relationship. And it's, it doesn't work. I had to show up with my self-esteem. Right. Right. And the more I get good at doing that, the more I'm capable of having a great relationship. So, so, um, in, in short, basically, um, this is also, this is really quite true that in my own coaching, I've also found, I've also found that a lot of men have this, uh, insecurity deep inside, although it doesn't get projected outside. And I think one of the things to remember here as a man is that if you actually honor, if you really admit your truth that you were wrong, what you're actually doing is you're creating a space for the relationship to open up more. Right. Yeah. And also it just acknowledges like if you can have your partner be a right human being, like whatever she's doing, 
she's a right human being. And so there's this difference between saying, you can say, I disagree with you. You can say, I don't like what you did. Those are acceptable things to say. But there's a baseline of mutual respect that you can have for the other person mm. where no matter what they're doing, your, your, your partner, I'm speaking to a man now, like your girlfriend or your wife, she's a right human being the way she is. And so your first and foremost job is to accept her as a right human being. Then you have the leeway to have these conversations where you can, you can disagree about stuff. You can grapple with things. You can, you can say you're upset. You can, you can say that you didn't like something. All of those things are acceptable, but there's needs to be both ways. This kind of baseline of, I respect you as a human being. And from there, we can we can co-create what we want to have, you know. Right. Um, and in order to – let me say one more thing. In order to do that, you must like yourself. You must respect yourself. Like you have to feel that way about yourself. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, connection. Um, okay. It's a very important – it's very important in a relationship. Uh, now, people like us who have been who have been doing this work, uh, we are very much familiar with with what connection is. But for a lot of men who are people or couples who are not who have not gone through this, how would you say what what connection is? Uh, you know, when we talk about connection, what are we actually referring to? I love this question. <laughs> so, okay, this is how this is how I explain it. I I'm not going to give you. A definition, but I want you to think about something. So you can go to I I went to this restaurant called Chez Panisse in Berkeley. It's a like Michelin starred restaurant. It's amazing. I had uh, I had a, an experience there that I will remember for months. It was an amazing experience. I went there. A, I went to um, an amazing downhill ski slope and skied down the hill and it was just gorgeous white powder and brisk blue sky. It was amazing, right? Right. So in this world, most of the experiences that we want to have, we don't need a partner. We can do it alone and it's we can have a, an amazing life. But none of those experiences will substitute for human connection. There's this thing that can happen between two people. Mm. So you can, you can now have a wedding alone. That's the thing. There are people who are, they say, I, I don't have a partner that I want to get married to, but I want the experience of a wedding. I want to have a honeymoon and they have, they have a wedding ceremony themselves. Right. right. So, I define connection as that thing that you can only experience with another human being. And everything that we do in relationships, everything from dating to like every aspect of it is really just our, we're trying to create a setting where we can experience connection with another human being. So that's, that's how I defined it. It's that which you can only experience with another human being. And it is its own thing. It's not substitutable. And like you've heard, you, you know this, but your audience might not that babies 
die without human connection. Like if you give them all the, if you meet all their basic necessities for, for survival, but you deny them human connection, they get sick. Their, their, their systems get destabilized. They get sick and they will eventually die. Like human connection is a, is a nutrient. We're built for it. And it's what, it's the real reason why it's what we come to relationship for. So when I'm working with people, I always reorient them towards that. I, I get, I find out what the nature of their connection is and I start reorienting their relationship to cultivate the actual reason, the actual connection that they're there to have. We will be right back. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com. Do you connect with us on Instagram? It's mc.theorgasmcoach. If you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. Visit the book page on my website for more insights. This book is for both women and men and offer practical tips which can be applied in day-to-day life, whether you're alone or with your partner. If you are interested in learning about desires, want to let go of shame, have an emotional release or want to take your relationship to the next level, then do check out the courses on the website michaelcharming.com. If you have any questions or for confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. And just on a side note, if you are interested in politics, if you have been someone who has experienced disconnection and conflicts from friends, families or even strangers due to conversation relating to politics, then do check out my book. It is a self-help book that will allow you to understand the reasons why each of us behave differently whenever politics is mentioned and how we can avoid conflicts from happening. Visit the book page on my website for more information. If you ever expect to sit down with your friends or have a holiday dinner again with your family without considering a bloodshed, then you must read this book. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. Right. So, this is this is uh, here this is where I like to invite everyone to basically spend some time in really understanding this uh, feeling or meaning of connection uh, because this is very, very important and um, read more, find out more and then start working on building that connection, that feeling, that connection from day in, day out. Um, And as Ken said, then your relationship will start transpiring. And I, I I have a thought for your audience as well. So if you're in a relationship, uh, remember back to what initially drew you to each other. Think back to why you chose this person out of 7 billion people on the planet. Like, why did you choose this person? And try and get in touch with that, that thing and see if you can identify that kind of undescribable, unnameable, undefinable thing that is the unique connection you have with that person. And if you're single... Think about all the experiences you want to have and scratch off all the ones that you could have alone and just make a list of the experiences you could only have with another human being. And that's your list of things that you're, those are the areas where you're hungry for connection and then find people who want to have those experiences and you have found your perfect partner. Beautiful. Um, um, we did a workshop um, last weekend. This was our first workshop, first today workshop. Uh, uh, workshop. Oh, better, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, better relationship, better sex, only for men. So we did a workshop only for okay. men. And uh, the reason for that was because I thought the women do a lot of retreats together. They, they do a lot of connection 
uh, rituals together, but we as a man don't generally connect. You know, we do connect when it comes to watching a football or going to a pub, but we don't really uh, connect. So, um, so it was a great workshop and also a great experience. Uh, in in those in that workshop yesterday, there are a couple of questions that came up. So, okay. my first first question is: Men want sex, women want love. How true is that? You know, I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my favorite topic in the world. <laughs> you've been you've been tripping off my off my my blog or something. Okay, so if let's if that's true, if it's really true that men want sex and women want love, uh-huh. then think about this: uh, the sex toy industry uh, is mostly fueled by women buying vibrators. Right. So when a woman, you know, when, when a woman is looking to supplement or substitute, like they, when they're turning to technology for something that they're hungry for, that like as a substitute or supplement for their, for their, for our human being, they turn to a vibrator. So there must be something very important about, physical pleasure for women that gets ignored when you think she doesn't want sex. No, she's very hungry for a bodily, like somatic pleasure. That's important. Um, now, uh, you know, I'm generalizing like there, it's a trend, like most of, most of the toy industry is, is vibrators. Now when men turn to technology, what do they turn to? They turn to porn. Yeah. The, more recently, they're buying dolls. Yeah. So, according, so there's a phrase in the sex toy industry that women buy tools that stimulate and men buy tools that simulate. That simulate. Oh wow! So that's a big I thought that was really interesting. That's very interesting. Or, or yeah, or men, you know, hire hire a sex worker, right? So what's going on there, like? Porn, dolls, um, or a or a sex worker. So what those have in common is they're real or simulated or depicted on the screen other human beings in a state of arousal. Other human beings. So what he's hungry for is a shared connection. Like he's either he's either wants another partner with whom to have the experience or he's watching someone else's experience so that he can share in their, their experience. You mean the word, even yeah. if he's watching the virtual uh, online, yeah. right? Yeah. What's, what, what he's hungry for is, you know, real simulated, depicted other human beings with whom to have the experience, with whom to share the experience. Right. The, the physical machinery of getting himself off is not, difficult that is not the, that's his machinery is not complicated but the hunger that he has is for some other like an empathetic experience with another human being mm. so all of the ways that he turns to technology are are substituting for a human being that he's hungry to share the experience with and so um, as I looked into that, I started to, to recognize all the ways in which in, in when I'm working with couples, if her, if, if her body is well handled in the bedroom, 
And if he has a happy. Looked like you froze for a second. Yeah, internet connection. <laughs> how, how much of what I just said did you hear? Um, so I heard that you, where you were kind of going through and explaining that um, uh, the, the, res, the, the pleasure that he get through another human being, that empathic, so that's the part I heard. Okay. So when I'm working with a couple... Um, in the bedroom, if her body is well handled in the bedroom, mm-hmm. and if he gets a pleasurable shared experience in the bedroom, they're both happy. Right. Right. So, so, uh, that's, so I don't, so it's not true that women want, don't want sex and, or that, that only men want sex and only women want love. It's actually closer to the opposite. Right. So in the, in case of man, that's, that's what happens in simulation. What about women? You, you mentioned stimulation. Could you tell a little bit? Right. Around? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, here's something interesting. Um, the, the movie industry, like mainstream movies, like just regular old movies in the theaters. Um, there's, there's an R rating and then there's like an NC 17 rating, which is, you know, yeah. NC 17 is no one under 18 is allowed in. Right. Yeah. So they, if you look at what movies, cause there's, there can be a lot of pretty graphic sets in movies and it still somehow gets an R rating. Uh, you know, like they can show a lot and it still somehow gets an R rating, mm. but you know what gets an X rating or an NC 17 rating when it depicts a woman being pleasured. If he goes down on her, if he goes down on her, it will get an NC 17. If it shows her enjoying the experience, it will get an NC 17. Anything like it. Oh, there was a movie where a woman was masturbating. It didn't even show anything graphic. It just showed her, like it showed her face getting off while she pleasured herself. Right. Got an NC-17. So women's pleasure is very, very frowned upon. And women have no, like they have, they out in the world, they just don't get any exposure to this idea that women want and enjoy and pursue and can have sex. That's just simply not, that is, that is uh, taboo in our, in our, in our culture. Mm, mm. And so they did this study where they were looking at like men, men, men are, are an easy yes to casual sex. Women are not generally a, a, a yes to casual sex. Most of them are not. There's this gap, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they asked, they, they, they studied what, what conditions, what's the cause of that. And what they found was, um, if she knows that uh, she's not going to be stigmatized, she's not worried about being slut shamed or stigmatized or that it will reflect badly on her. Mm-hmm. And if she has a good reason to believe that 
uh, the sex is going to be good. It's actually going to like, she's got a good lover who's actually going to get her off. Well, mm-hmm. if those two conditions are true, that gap starts to close and women there, it gets to be closer to the same rate of men and women who would be willing to say yes to sex. So if they're not going to be like, if there's no stigma and if the sex is actually going to be good, men and women say yes to casual sex about the same rate. So some very interesting facts. Yep. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, in your book, powerful women, confident man. Yeah. Um, I guess you, what about, have you mentioned something like, what's your view in regards to the communication? Because uh, powerful woman, uh, is she, do you feel that she's, she can handle the communication very well in a way that man can get it? Or especially when it comes to, you know, issues like conflict where both parties starts to uh, get exaggerated or they starts getting reacting. Uh, how would the communicate, how can the communication really worked out in that way? Um, I mean, we are, we're talking about yeah. here two grown up entities who are really intense in their own personalities. Totally. Yeah. So it's interesting. My, my advice, not, it might be different from what a lot of other people say, because I don't, I think passion Passion in the sense of feeling intensely is valuable in relation in relationships. So I know I know a lot of people who like they try and tone it down, they try and use nonviolent communication, like somehow they try and suppress that passion. And what happens is they get into a state of contentment and it's flat and it's just they they it just is is there's no juice to it. Right. So, um, if I, if I'm working with a couple and there's a lot of friction between them, I might not like it. Let's say, let's say I'm working with a couple that's fighting, like they fight a lot. I might not tell them not to fight. What I'll do is teach them how to fight like really skilled MMA fighters. And what I mean by that is, (laughs) what I mean by that is you fight clean. Right. You continue. You continue all the way to conclusion. You 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 bring your full on passion. Uh, afterwards, when you're done, like when a conclusion has come to, you hug and you mean it, right? Like you actually, you know, congratulate each other and and hug. And MMA fighters never actually want to do physical harm to their partner. It's not their goal to actually break a bone of their partner or kill their partner. So you have to be very, one, one no, no is doing things that you know, like when, when someone's triggered and they're doing things to hurt, to cause their partner pain, to heart, to hurt their partner, to harm their partner. That is an absolute relationship killer. So you can, I, like if you're angry, I encourage you to feel your anger. I don't, I'm not going to tell you not to be angry. You can be angry, mm. but there's a difference between that and being vindictive, being mean, being like hurtful. Those are the things that will kill, like kill a relationship. Right. Okay. So. But that's, that's what kind of like NBC teaches, isn't it? Like it says uh, not to, have a communication in a way where 
you're not hurting your partner. So it's okay to bring a certain element of like keep the conversation clean. So when the first one you mentioned about keeping it clean, I guess you mentioned that communication needs to be owning your own about your own self rather than putting a blame on another partner. We will be right back. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com. Do you connect with us on Instagram? It's mc.theorgasmcoach. If you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. Visit the book page on my website for more insights. This book is for both women and men and offer practical tips which can be applied in day-to-day life whether you're alone or with your partner. If you are interested in learning about desires, want to let go of shame, have an emotional release or want to take your relationship to the next level, then do check out the courses on the website michaelcharming.com. If you have any questions or for confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. And just on a side note, if you are interested in politics, if you have been someone who has experienced disconnection and conflicts from friends, families or even strangers due to conversation relating to politics, then do check out my book. It is a self-help book that will allow you to understand the reasons why each of us behave differently whenever politics is mentioned and how we can avoid conflicts from happening. Visit the book page on my website for more information. If you ever expect to sit down with your friends or have a holiday dinner again with your family without considering a bloodshed, then you must read this book. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. Well, yeah, here's the thing, like at the at the bottom of it, so there's a disagreement. There's some like there's a, some genuine dis, factual disagreement that you have. Then one person gets emotionally triggered and they throw you know, a ball of emotion at the other person, the other person gets hit by the ball of emotion, they get triggered, they take a bigger ball and throw it back at the other person. And the other person gets hit with this big old ball of emotion. And they're just playing ping pong with this snowball of emotion, right? It's like this emotional echo chamber. And pretty soon it's 90% emotional trigger and 10% the actual thing that they disagree about. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. So <coughs> once you're in yesterday in the workshop yesterday, I was mentioning the same uh, thing that um, sometimes you can find that the when the argument starts, it's small. It started a very small thing, which literally wasn't really an argument. But when you had the whole argument, then you think about like, why did we even fight? And right. That's where yep. the ninety percent of that emotional thing comes into play. Yeah. So I teach couples how to, how to recognize that they're in that like emotional echo chamber, you know, like if you've ever, if you've ever seen an electric guitar or played an electric guitar, like you get that feedback where it just is getting louder and louder. It's like feeding, it's like a feedback loop. Yeah. 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 So, so I teach couples when you're in, like, there's the emotion that needs to be, there's a whole set of skills to deal with the emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. Then there's a whole set of skills to deal with the disagreement that you have. And right. those are different. Some, you, if there's a lot of emotion, the very first thing you need to do is handle the emotional component. Uh. Then once the emotional component is handled, then you, then you have a better chance of actually dealing, dealing with the thing that you disagreed about. Right, right. So... Good. That, that's that's a very uh, very positive, um, very important tip for anyone who is in a relationship. I think this is one of the places where I would really again invite you to look into that when you do end up having disagreements, 
how often do you actually start reacting? How often do you uh, counteract and start telling other person that they're wrong and start getting angry rather than actually realizing that you are actually more angry you are or you are feeling all that sensation in your body um and this is where ken has just mentioned is to first split these two things entirely to recognize emotion is one side and the part where you disagree is the another part right and usually there's one person who considers himself or herself to be the rational reasonable one in the relationship <laughs> and another one who tends to be like the emotional, the emotional person passion. yeah yes and you, often often out in the mainstream like the man is supposedly the rational reasonable one and the woman is the emotional one generally yes often you know it's it's often the other the other way too but but more often at least in our culture more often it's the man well the funny thing is he's i hate to say this but <laughs> i'm just going to say it the blunt way i'm going to say it the blunt it. that's the reason why i love having conversations with you <laughs> so i've worked with these couples a lot right i there is no i i have a i have a lot of experience with these couples and he's lying to himself because he actually does have emotions mm-hmm. and he he's he needs to actually first of all become aware of his emotions because mm-hmm. a lot of times he's dealing i've witnessed it he he he's talking in this logical rational reasonable way and he he's putting he's like oh well you're being irrational you know and all this stuff but i'm witnessing him throw these emotional packets towards her as well mm. so the first thing he needs to do is recognize it he wouldn't be in the relationship if if it, if he wasn't in an emotional human being like he's there to feel something he's with her because she causes him to feel something that he can't feel any other way that's like i said earlier that is the point that is the purpose of the relationship right so he needs to recognize he needs to admit first of all that he does have feelings that's why he's there to feel things and secondly he needs to recognize the importance of feelings even if they're irrational he he needs to stop saying he needs to stop saying you're irrational and think that that's actually a relevant point because emotions are not rational mm. so he needs to be willing to give some validity to what she's feeling it doesn't mean that he agrees with her like if she's made something up you know or if there's like there's factual things to talk about yeah but what the emotional per- the emotion that person is feeling and i'm talking basic emotions anxiety sadness mm. anger right uh joy uh love jealousy the basic emotions have not only they number one they have a validity to them that ha- that is separate from you know the rationality or the facts like uh, like if she says if i'm if i'm with someone and she says i i know logically i shouldn't be i shouldn't have feelings about the fact that you're spending time with this other you know like you're like some coworker let's say i'm just making this up but let's say i have a coworker 
Yeah. And she and my my girlfriend says, I know that I shouldn't be triggered by this. I know that I shouldn't have feelings about this, but it just drives me crazy when you spend time with this with this other woman. Right. So it be it doesn't matter whether it's rational or not. And the reason is because we are to get, she and I are together to feel something. If she's feeling anxiety that I, I don't want a woman, I don't want to be dating a woman who's in a state of anxiety. I don't want a woman who's in a state of, of trigger. So I give what she's feeling validity without like validating some story, mm. but the feeling is, is relevant because we're there to, to feel we're there to feel. Right, right. So, you know, to give to give emotions their due because they're the reason you're together is really what I'm saying. Right. So basically, uh, feelings are not to be dismissed. Feelings are not to be suppressed, but they need to be acknowledged that they exist. They are there, um, and we shouldn't be putting our whether it's a man, it's, it's a man or a woman. They should be putting and trying to rationalize them. Right. And what happens is when he does this, he starts to notice the, see, it's from that same spring. It springs from that same source where he starts to, to acknowledge his own feelings that he's been kind of denying mm -hmm. and where he starts to acknowledge her feelings. It's from that. It springs from that same source, his intuition where he starts to know things about her and he starts to be able to to do things based on intuition and his gut and his spidey sense rather than you know this worked the last three times why isn't it working this time like all <laughs> instead of that he's actually he's actually like operating in real time with her right um you mentioned in your, in uh, in the cover of your book you mentioned that the intuition the scary intuition that you develop with each other is that does the emotion, these feelings play a big part? Is that what a man would, what the couple should do? Yeah, because there's, there's these three basic parts of the brain. And, uh, there's the frontal cortex, which is where we do all of our like language and mathematics and abstract thought and deep thinking, right? Mm -hmm. There's the reptilian sort of like base, base of the brain, which controls your heartbeat and like handles fight, fight or flight, right? And right. heat and cold, and just like your basic physiology, like mm -hmm. keeping you alive, mm -hmm. hunger and things like that. Mm -hmm. Then in the middle, there's uh, the, what's called the limbic system. And this is where we have our emotions. So emotions are a form of communication, like out, you know, animals who, who experienced emotions, it's their form of communication. If one animal gets scared, the other animals sense it and they get scared too. That is a survival tactic. Right. If one if one animal is happy, the other animals relax. Right. They're they're it's a form of communication. So we as human beings um, have this form of communication called emotions that we like the the rational, reasonable, analytical ones discount it. And <clears throat> the thing is. It is the primary. It is the it, it has to be given primacy in relation in intimate relationships because that's their purpose. So it's from this same place that he starts to 
he won't know how he knows that something is wrong with her. And it's better actually that he doesn't try and analyze it. He doesn't try and say, well, you had this expression on your, like he doesn't want to get, you don't want to get your cortex involved in this. So you, like, you don't want to start analyzing how you know, you just want it to be mm-hmm. that you listen to that intuitive brain and you don't know how you know, you just have a feeling and then you just start to operate from there. Sure. So this is where, um, and it's, it's a homework, it's an exercise for anyone who happens to be watching this, uh, this video, this live, is that um, start noticing where you are dismissing your partner's feeling and also notice how your partner dismisses your feeling. And if that happens, then that's where you need to start putting a break and allow both of you to actually start feeling without finding, without, without trying to find a resolution of anything. Just being with those feelings. Communicate how you feel. I feel this. I uh, you feel that. That let that person say, and then you just stay with it, and then you can start naming yep. with the feeling, right? Right. Um, how much time do we have? We should we should wrap it up pretty soon. Okay. Can I ask one one question? There were quite a lot of few questions that were asked, that's what I was asked yesterday, but I'm going to just ask one question then, um, and that says, um, so if a person is like women generally tend to be monogamous. This is what I've also found the theme. And men likes to uh, sleep around or they want to have more female partner. And they, they try not, they don't want to, first of all, there are two things that comes into, comes into play here. First is um, that they like to sleep with different partners. But the most important part is why they don't want to be with one partner or don't want to commit is because they feel they don't have the freedom. They, or they will lose, end up losing their freedom. What would you say to those men? Is that possible to still have a freedom while being in a relationship? Or what is your take on that? You know, I, I, I hate to say this. <laughs> this, this is, I, I would like to bookmark this for, for our next conversation because we could spend a whole, I'm, not, I, I'm only not answering this because we, I wouldn't be able to do it justice in the time that we have. Like, okay. I, I would be willing to, I would be happy to for us to have a whole conversation around monogamy, like non-monogamy, commitment, exclusivity, men and women and how they're different. Like I would love to just dive, do a deep dive into that whole conversation. Because mm-hmm. I, I do have a lot to say about it. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna have to take a pass on it because I I, if I summarize it, I won't do it justice. I, I, I get it. I think I think it's good. I'm glad you're actually saying that because um, it's better to actually go through the whole thing and then come then say rather than just giving it and not giving the whole whole view. So yeah. so yeah, uh, we'll we'll pass it and we'll keep it for next time. All right. <laughs> when is your uh, when is your book expected to be launched? Well, while while the book is is incubating, so to speak. Um, what I would love to tell your audience about is a, a, a program for couples that I'm designing. It's, it's going to be a, an online program for couples. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first round that I do is going to, it's going to be highly interactive with, with me. So um, I think it's going to be really great. And it's going to be where I take all of the powerful woman, confident man content and start to, and start to work with couples in a group. Right. In the same way that I've been working with like individual couples. Mm-hmm. So I, if your audience, if anyone in your audience is in a relationship and 
they're interested in finding out more about the Powerful Woman, Confident Man program for couples. It's going to be a 12-week program, and it's going to be phenomenal. Like, it's going to be fantastic. I'm so looking forward to it. It's limited to 10 couples. When does it start? It's going to start uh, in February. February. Uh, But they should talk to me now because it's going to fill up. Okay. And they can contact you directly on Facebook? They can contact me directly on Facebook, or they can contact me at Ken at KenBlackman.com. Ken at KenBlackman.com. Or on Facebook either way. Yeah? Okay. Sure. That's definitely looking forward to hearing, having more conversation. Uh, I think one of the things I have also experienced is I can listen to you for hours and hours and hours. (laughs) (laughs) Great questions, man. Great questions. Yeah, let's, Let's definitely bookmark to do this again. Yeah. Okay, sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. And sorry about the technology. Next time we will figure this out beforehand and then we'll actually go live. Um, so that, you know, everybody can get to have a real life experience and they can ask more questions there and then. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would like to. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, for your audience, it, post when, when, uh, when Michael posts this, post your questions to this. I will follow the thread and, and answer those questions if I can. Either we'll answer them, I'll answer them in the thread, or we'll bookmark them for our next conversation. Sounds good. All right. That's Ken Blackman. Uh, how, do you, how do you introduce yourself generally? I'm a sex and relationship coach. There you go. Ken Blackman, sex and relationship coach. And myself, Michael Charming, orgasm and relationship coach. Uh, it, it has been a great pleasure, Ken. And I really look forward to, uh, to your book and speaking again. Thank you so much. Thank you for- Take care. Bye-bye. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com. If you like the show, I would be so grateful if you can leave some stars and recommend it to your friends or to someone whom you think the show will benefit. Let us know what you think, which topic would you like to hear in future, or give us your feedback by dropping us an email at coach at michaelcharming.com. Do connect with us on Instagram. It's mc.theorgasmcoach. And just a reminder, if you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. If you are interested in politics and want to have political conversations with friends, families or strangers without conflicts, then do check out my book on politics. Visit the book page on my website for more information. Do check out the courses on the website, michaelcharming.com. Most importantly, if you have any questions or for confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. Let's work together in embracing our sexuality rather than shying away, dismissing or disconnecting from it. That's all from me for now. I'm your host, Michael Charming, and you are listening to The Orgasm Coach. See you again soon in the next show with another expert on another interesting topic. Until then, take care with lots of love. And remember, together we can and we are making more difference. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.